0: In this week's episode of Farmers Inside Track, we're connecting with the owner and CEO of Motobella Farming Enterprise, Ipaleng Kwadi. She's spreading her wings and building her own agri-empire in Brits in the Northwest.
1: In our Health Squared Agri update, Marcia LaRue, the sale executive at Agility Channel, unpacks Agility Agri's staff care solution. This is, of course, a must for all future-focused farmers.
0: Food blogger Sadia Hendricks shares her secret ingredient to a perfect home-cooked Mzanzi meal. You'll also be empowered with a top tip from nutritionist Andrea Duplessis.
1: And on top of our reading list this week, we take a look at a book titled Think Yourself Rich, a step-by-step guide to financial independence by Moroko Modiba, the founder of Fatima Capital Wealth and Asset Management Company.
0: And you don't want to miss our weekly AMT Fresh Produce Outlook on the Market with agri-economist Dr. Johnny van der Merwe. He highlights the latest price movements and expectations for the coming week. This is Farmers Inside
2: Track, supported by Food from Zanzi, Inspiration for your business and life. From South Africa's farmers and agripreneurs.
0: Hey, I'm Zanzi. Welcome to episode 52 of Food from Zanzi's weekly podcast called Farmers Inside Track. I'm your host, Don Umdu, and you're listening to South Africa's leading farmers podcast.
1: And I'm Duncan Masua, and today we kick off the show by introducing you to another mover and shaker in agriculture. Today's guest is Northwest farmer, Ipileng Kwadi. Ipileng, welcome to Farmers Inside Track, and of course my favorite segment of the show. Where we get to chat with farmers like yourself and agri and agriculturalists to really hear your stories from start to where you are now and all the challenges that came with it in between. And hopefully that our listeners tuned in can take some of that advice and implement it and use it in their agri-journeys. Now, you're of course born and bred farm girl. You worked alongside your father on the family farm. What was it like growing up on a farm and also working with your family?
3: There is absolutely nothing compared to growing up on a farm, getting to work alongside your family, watching the sun rises and sunset, especially being around the nature, feeding animals and watering crops. Nothing could ever beat that feeling. It is so much, much interesting. You learn responsibilities at a young age, strong development of work ethics. You learn the value of money most of all.
1: Ah, you had me there with watching the sunrise. Uh, ah, sounds wonderful. Being a city boy, I've, I've never been exposed to that. So I hope that one day you invite me to the farm and then I can know what you are talking about. But Ipileng, you recently ventured out and started your own farming enterprise. Tell our listeners, you know, what the process is like of starting a business from the initial idea phase to the final launch phase. And maybe say some of the biggest lessons that you've learned in doing that
3: the process of opening your own farm allow yourself to have the opportunity to fail you grow your passion and set reasonable goals i mean you do not have to worry about what other people think about you you take calculated risks as well but the process requires knowledge about the value of the land you research about the contracts i mean it also teaches you to integrate agriculture with law industry you need to read and understand what you're getting yourself into especially when you are signing for the contracts lastly the process to applying for water rights it's not easy but you must go through that and you learn a lot when you are aiming high borehole water is never too enough so you need to have the right to access large volume of water
1: Definitely some valid points and tips that you've just mentioned there. And like you said, you know, as much as it is a business of taking calculated risks, you still need to know what it is that you're doing, what you're getting yourself into and where to go to. And on that point, Ipaling, one thing that I've noticed about you is that you have a very strong network of farming friends that provide you with their support and offer you their experience-based advice. How would you say, how has seeking out support from farmers and industry role plays as well benefited your Agri journey? And what's your advice to other farmers around seeking out help?
3: In agriculture, we need to network and provide each other with experiences along the industry. My network with young farmers in the Northwest, it's very helpful. Because we are trying to develop a value chain where one does not struggle in accessing markets or growing within an industry.
1: Mm, I like that. Now, playing in a recent article in which you were featured on, on Food for Mzanzi, you mentioned that venturing out onto your own came with many challenges. And somewhere in the article you mentioned that at some point you felt inferior at times. Being surrounded by a room full of men where you were in fact the only lady present. Is that still the case at many of these farmers meetings or conferences that you attend? And how do you deal with it?
3: I don't feel like I'm in the minority at all. In today's technological world, my level of determination, passion, talent, it's too high. How I feel as a female farmer is very similar to how male farmers feel. Extremely lucky, hey?
1: Now also somewhere in the article you mentioned that as part of your future agricultural aspirations that you in fact want to be the next Toku <laughs> at some point in your career. What would you say, what would be the first thing you do when you are in office?
3: Me being my Didiza in the office, I would develop a successful agricultural transformation. The most important factor in the soft side is the willingness of the government donors, farmers, companies and civil society organizations to take risks and change behavior to pursue a better outcome. I mean, I was going to transform a vision in this sector and the momentum of good leadership spare progress. I mean, change readiness can be encouraged through incentives, for example, compact through private sectors investment commitment. I mean, through exposure or rankings in internationally accepted development through youth programs. Yeah, I'll do that.
1: It sounds like you have a lot to do there on your first to-do list as the Minister of Agriculture. So good luck with that. But also on our Farmers Inside Track podcast, we have a segment where we ask our guests a quirky question or two just to, you know, get to know them outside farming. And yours today is, would you rather go... A month without internet or go a month without
3: bathing? Oh my gosh, this one I think I would go a month without internet. Well, I won't be able to network with my friends, farmers, or read Food from Zanzi articles. But as much as the health of my animals is important, mine is also a priority. I won't be able to feed my pigs in dirty situation. Well, then I think I can survive without internet. I think, yeah, I can survive without the internet.
0: That was Ipalengwadi, owner and CEO of Mozobella Farming Enterprise in Brits in the Northwest.
1: Coming up shortly, the latest movements in the fresh produce markets. But first, we check in with Marshall, Larue, the sales executive at Agility Channel who unpacks Agility Agri staff care solution.
4: Joined once again by Marsha Leroux. She is the sales executive at Agility Channel. Welcome, Marsha. Great to have you with us again. Hi, Dawn. And nice speaking to you again. So, Marsha, today we're talking about the Agility Agri way staff care. Tell us a bit about this offering and what it entails and what I need to know if I'm a farmer in the industry.
2: Dawn, primary health care services can definitely improve people's health and well-being by supporting them to manage their complex and chronic conditions and by doing so, reduce the need for specialist services and visits to emergency rooms. So a strong, accessible primary health care system also keeps people well and out of hospital by supporting them to manage their health issues in the community and at home. So the agility staff care, to be specific, this solution is a primary healthcare product that offers outstanding primary and other health care benefits through a wide network of providers. So it's the perfect solution for lower income staff, ensuring that they too have access to private health care. And how
4: crucial is it to ensure that employees' health care and well-being is being considered
2: and cared for, especially within the agricultural industry? It is very important because, as we also know, it's very hard sometimes to get a solution that really caters for lower-income staff and making sure that they still have accessibility to a private healthcare sector, but at an affordable rate, be it if they are being subsidised or not. And as I mentioned, it is the ideal solution for low-income staff and also provides the organisation, on the other hand, with a full health portfolio that is managed by a single provider through an integrated process, It is a single integrated health report which spans across your whole organization. So good risk management that is tied into this. There's also a measurement of the health status of these employees across all the various income levels. This solution also eliminates this integrated service provisions and associated challenges so it provides transparent benefits and premiums and it also provides increase with that access to our free agility rewards program, as well as our complementary agility employee wellbeing or solutions. So definitely, definitely a well-rounded benefit to ensure access to private healthcare, which reduces absenteeism and definitely improves productivity.
4: It sounds quite diverse and dynamic to basically ensuring that all the healthcare and wellbeing is taken care of from the ground up, it seems is there anything that farmers should know and be
2: aware of when they're considering joining this agility staff care solution? Yes, absolutely. So within the staff care suite, we've got two options available, FlexiCare and FlexiCare Plus. And benefit, just to name a few, um, that that stands out, especially within this industry, would be unlimited GP consultations through a network of more than 5,000 providers, also access to unlimited acute medication, chronic medication, as well as over-the-counter medication. There's a maternity benefit, radio and pathology is also covered, dentistry, optometry, and also a death cover. So you can see that this really, really makes sure that all aspects of an individual's health needs are catered for through the program.
4: My next question would be, again, does the size of your farm matter? And does it matter whether you're farming on a small scale or, or, or commercial scale? Does
2: it really matter if you're if you if you're considering the solution? Not at all. We would be able to cater for any size and making sure that we get the right fit for the needs that this employer has, no matter the size of their workforce.
4: Is there anything else that we should be aware of or know about the staff care solution?
2: Dawn, just in in. in, in, in a conclusion to this. Staff care is definitely a fantastic solution when, especially with your upcoming farmers, to get a fantastic return on investment as well as ensuring that their productivity is upheld and their absenteeism is reduced. And we've had great successes when we look at farmers that have been using this specific solution to their workforce, as it does definitely give these individuals access to fantastic healthcare.
4: Sounds absolutely amazing. And I'm sure that many farmers and future-focused farmers will consider this moving forward and, and as they develop their businesses and grow their businesses into the future. Thank you so much for joining us once again, Marsha LaRue. She's a sales executive at the Agility Channel. Thanks again, Dawn. Until next time.
0: Thanks for joining us, Marsha LaRue sales executive at agility channel
5: wow mom why did you put on this chicken well i was trying a new recipe using grain filled chickens oh mom this is amazing you can't go wrong with a hundred percent south african farm quality chicken with a range of fresh frozen and marinated products make grain filled chickens your number one choice grain filled chickens from the farms of the free state need we say more if you want quality ask for grain filled chickens at a leading store Grainfield Chickens. Bring home the taste. Visit grainfieldchickens.co.za
1: From farm to fork, right here on Farmer's Inside Track, we now check in with food blogger Sadia Hendricks, who shares her secret ingredient to making the perfect Gatsby. Right after that, you'll be empowered with a top tip from our nutritionist, Andrea Duplessis.
5: First of all, the perfect South African meal to me is a Gatsby. It's so authentically Cape Town. It is the ultimate comfort food, and it's so customizable according to your preferences and palate. I would say the secret ingredient for a divine Gatsby is tossing your fillings into a combination of a really great chili powder, salt, and a bit of vinegar. So you make a bit of a tossable consistency with it and run that through your fillings. From your chips to your Viannas to your Polonies or whatever it is that you're going to be filling your Gatsby with. And it just gives it that extra bit of heat and love. And I think it just makes it that much more delicious.
6: Hi, today we're talking a bit about Comfort food and fast food, and we know sometimes too much of a good thing can be bad for us. As a dietitian, when I give recommendations to people about how to sort of curb the urge to overeat on comfort foods or fast foods, the one tip that I always would love to share is to add flavor. They've shown that very dull tasting, plain, flavorless foods, we often eat bigger portions of those than spicy, flavorful foods. So if you think about it, one of the best spices that we can add to fast food is chili. It has lots of flavor, it's hot, it's spicy, and it really gives a sense of satiety, even if you've just had a small portion. So chili is really one of those superfoods. It's made from the chili peppers that are dried and that's ground into a spice. That specific spice has lots of health properties. So there are components in there that have antioxidants. That are really good for your health in general. The flavor, as I said before, if you add more flavor into your foods by adding spices like chili, it gives the sense of satisfaction sooner in the meal. So that would allow you to have a normal portion and not want to overeat and have another portion if you've already actually eaten enough. So chili can be used in so many ways. You can buy fresh chilies, the green or red ones, that can be chopped up and sprinkled into a salad or onto a plate of food added to a sandwich. If you make a toasted sandwich, you can add that into the sandwich with a bit of cheese. So it's really easy and convenient to use. One step easier than that would be to have dry chili flakes. Once again, that can be added to absolutely anything. It can be added to sauces and dressings, soups, plate of food. It can be um, added during the cooking process. You also get chili pastes and chili sauces. Just one point about chili and sweet chili sauce is note that if you add sweet chili sauce, you're adding lots of sugar. The sweet chili sauce variants that we buy off the supermarket shelf often contain the most sugar of any sauce on that shelf. So I would say the very hot chili sauces, the chili powder or the chili seasonings would probably be a much better option. Enjoy. Thanks for
0: joining us, Sadi and Andrea. For more great proudly South African recipes and of course even more daily inspirational stories about the farmers and agriculturalists to go above and beyond to feed South Africa, visit www.foodformzanzi.co.za or follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at foodformzanzi and use the hashtag Farmers Inside Track.
3: Life in South Africa can be a lot. I mean scroll through Twitter for a minute and tell me I'm wrong.
1: Right, it's now time for our book of the week segment and today we're highlighting a book titled Think Yourself Rich, a step-by-step guide to financial independence by Morocco Modiba, the founder of Fatima Capital Wealth, and asset management company. In a YouTube interview, the author talks about what inspired him to write this book.
7: The concept comes from I think, therefore, I am. Mm-hmm. Or, as a man thinks, so is he. You know. So it comes from that concept that you know, if you want to achieve anything in life, you know, the first thing that you need to do is really visualize about what you're trying to do. You must have a, an image, a picture in your mind of you already successful. Right. So once you have accomplished that, I think you are more than halfway there. So the mind, being the powerful weapon that one possesses, it will help you in terms of channeling your actions towards achieving that goal and making it reality. So thinking part of it is the most important. My grandfather, actually, he was a wise man, he was a forward thinker, he's one of the guys that I've learned from him that rainy days are part of life and they're inevitable. So you need to be always prepared, you know, because they are coming. So this the guy that introduced me to the concept of always thinking ahead, you know, So. Some of the lessons that I learned from him, from his wisdom, I've captured in the book.
0: Sounds like a must-read for any entrepreneur. Also great to hear him talk about his grandfather. I have lots of great memories about my grandfather as well. Remember to email your book suggestions to info at foodformzanzi.co.za. That's info at And from our book of the week to this week's AMT Fresh Produce Outlook on the Markets, Here's Dr. Johnny van der Merwe, an Agricultural Economist at the Northwest University.
8: Thank you very much Dawn and Duncan. As mentioned, I'm Dr. Johnny van der Merwe and this is your weekly AMT Fresh Produce Outlook on the Markets, made possible by Standard Bank. To stay up to date with the latest prices and news, subscribe to the AMT YouTube as well as Facebook pages. Also make sure to check out our weekly grain and livestock overviews for more information. But with that said, let's see what happened to the latest vegetable prices the past week. Last week, I had the privilege to visit the Joburg market, and I want to take this opportunity to thank all the market agents for helping me in making these overviews possible, as well as getting competitive prices for our producers out there. The feeling from the market I got this week is unfortunately low demand and high volumes, forcing most prices down the potato price traded sideways last week to 623 per 10 kilogram back with higher supply levels still driving this price downward unfortunately demand is very flat this week and we therefore expect prices to decrease further as expected the tomato price increased significantly to 863, which is 51 percent higher than the previous week due to shortages on the markets however the northern production areas are coming strong into the market at the moment, resulting in volumes to increase rapidly and prices to come under pressure. The season is also looking good in terms of production at the moment, with especially the Cape areas expecting higher than usual volumes and if weather permits, prices can stay under pressure this season when compared to the previous two or three seasons. The carrot price increased last week to 3.82 per kilogram with low volumes supporting these prices. The very weak demand this week is likely to put downward pressure on this price, but hopefully get some support in the second or third week of December due to some good holiday demand. Raining key production areas kept onion volumes a bit lower than usual last week, while lower demand resulted in prices. Trending sideways to 3.98 per kilogram. Because the northern Cape production areas are coming strong into the market at the moment, volumes are increasing and prices are trending downwards. Other vegetable prices traded as follows: cabbages on 2 Rand 19, garlic on 29 Rand spinach on 1 sweet potatoes increasing to 10 Rand 15 while pepper prices traded on 10 rand 33 per kilogram last week. When we look into the fruit market, more varieties are available on the markets at the moment, pulling the already very limited demand away from traditional fruits like bananas, apples and pears. Coupled with that, banana volumes increased substantially due to the late season we had, resulting in prices to decrease by 12% to 8.53 per kilogram. Although Apple and pears are out of season at the moment, the limited demand resulted prices to remain very stable with Apple's trading on eight Rand two cents, while the latest pay price traded on nine Rand 26 per kilogram. This trend is likely to continue over the next few weeks. Although Orange volumes decreased last week, the price also decreased by 8% to seven Rand 16 with quality. That's currently an issue as expected. The avocado price remained in an upward trend, increasing by 2% to 28.68 per kilogram last week due to very limited volumes currently on the markets. The local table grape production season started and resulted in volumes to increase week on week and prices decreasing by 19% to 78.24 per kilogram. Volumes are still 54% lower than last year. At the same time, with prices currently 76% higher but expect prices to continue trending downwards as volumes will increase now on the markets. The mango season also started and volumes increased resulting in prices decreased by 18% to rand 1381 Pineapple prices traded lower on rand 920 peach prices on rand 1841 and the latest lemon price 19% higher on rand 770 per kilogram. Check out our weekly grain and livestock overviews which is also available on our Facebook and YouTube channels. Also make sure to tune in to Food from Zanzi for the latest in agriculture. This broadcast is of course made possible by Standard Bank. Back to you, Dawn and Duncan.
1: Thanks, Dr. Johnny van der Merwe. Dawn, that's a wrap for this week then. Remember to our listeners, if you love the podcast, share it with your friends, your family members and of course fellow farmers. The Farmer's Inside Track podcast is available for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts.
0: Please, please stay safe out there. And remember to always wear a mask. COVID-19 is still out there and we have to stay safe. Also visit Food for Mzanzi's COVID-19 support page for the latest updates and information. From me, Numdu, Duncan Masiwa and the rest of the Food for Zanzi team, have a great week. Until next time, bye!
2: You've been listening to the Farmers Inside Track podcast, supported by Food Forms Ansi. For more information, find us on www.farmersinsidetrack.co.za.